Our guest this episode is Kirsty Lowry. Kirsty Lowry is a singer-songwriter and passionate youth worker. She goes on to speak about her work and how what a positive impact it has on all the young children she works with, as well as her the way she expresses herself through music. It's a really interesting listen. Start off the same way, if you just give a little introduction to yourself and sort of, I guess, um, where you grew up and sort of what you're doing now. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I originally grew up in Scunthorpe. Um, when I was 16, we moved to Lake District and I kind of went to co- college and stuff there. And when I was 18, I went to university in Birmingham and I sort of lived there for about five years, then went back up north and then I kind of ended up back in the Midlands and I've resided here ever since. Yeah, been around a little bit. That's cool. Um, I mean, you've been, you're into sort of working with the kids, aren't you? So what's your company called? Is it Aspire Arts? Is that correct? Aspire in Arts, it's called. And yeah, I'm director, founder and a youth worker at Aspire in Arts. Okay, cool. So what, what sort of things um, do you do with that then? We are a not-for-profit youth organisation and we do a range of activities, mainly in the arts, but a lot of it is around um, improving young people's physical and mental awareness and activities through a range of different activities, uh, mainly to do the arts, but we also do a lot of outdoor education trips and um, we do a lot around music. We have a lot of music workshops and we sort of just use those sort of things to engage young people in positive activities and express themselves in, in a in a comfortable, safe and, you know, safe, like expressive environment. That's yeah. amazing. So so did you sort of fall fall into that then or is that something you pursued specifically to try and get into? Well, I've been a youth worker for a long time and I started off doing youth work in environmental regeneration actually and a lot of that was to do with outdoor education and throughout the years um, I've been fortunate to be involved in a a lot of different ways to engage young people and we sort of found out really that the arts was one of the most accessible ways to do that there's a lot of organizations and it's quite a traditional thing of engaging young people in sports and stuff but in arts you know it's kind of of missing a large group of young people that are into music and dance and graffiti and all different art forms really so when we it's a bit of a niche especially in the area that we work in warwickshire without sort of giving anyway any names i know sort of working with children can be a bit sensitive with that situation is there any sort of like um fondest memories of 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 doing that like I know I know you guys put on sort of performances and things like that don't you for the kids yeah is there any particular moment that maybe stands out um that you look back on really fondly I think to be honest um I think nearly every if, you know if we're talking about performances every performance that we've ever done we've done a lot now um there's always moments where you're just so proud to see young people actually uh you know looking back from when they started perhaps coming to a workshop and they're you know really shy the confidence was really low and you know they might have come from quite a challenging background and and you know working with ourselves and our music mentors and building up that courage and learning different skills and getting the confidence to actually get out on stage and perform in front of you know quite a lot of people that you know you look back yeah you're always like wow it's amazing and you know even after all this time we've been doing it it's you know it's still, still such an amazing feeling and you feel so proud of everyone really that that gets involved in it it's a massive team effort as well so we encourage young people to work together and support each other to put on 
a live show and I, you know if anyone's ever done that you know even uh if as you know I'm a singer songwriter myself and and to do that even at an older age as well you, you know it still takes you know a lot of guts to to do that so yeah it's there's always proud moments with live shows definitely yeah I mean what what do you think it is for them that sort of that manages to engage them is it I mean, I guess, obviously, I don't know, but is it sort of, um, I guess, like a release, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a, a positive release and getting, you know, there might have any sort of negative emotions, especially if they're songwriting, getting them out there in a positive way, putting pen to paper um, instead of, you know, get involved in nonsense um, on the streets, perhaps, you know, yeah. Um, no, definitely. I mean, you touched on it there about you sort of yourself, sort of a singer songwriter. I mean, if you could take us back to sort of, I guess, where that started, and sort of, because uh, I know you create creative yourself. Um, how did that all start for you? I think, like most people, from a very young age, um, I can remember as probably far back as primary, and music was kind of my thing. And you know, obviously, it's still the same now. A lot of primary schools, there isn't a lot of music going on. But to be fair, we had quite a good. Um, school teacher who was really into music and she kind of like saw that within me and while everyone was sort of playing recorder I, you know she sort of taught me how to play keyboard and and stuff and then me and some friends we we set up our own group that was the first time um I've been been involved in anything like that and I was kind of like the lead singer we used to write our own songs and <laughs> I didn't know about that's a girl band yeah, yeah. Full on girl band <laughs> No, I think we had one boy member actually as well, token boy member. And nice. um, we used to perform at um, our local youth club. We used to, um, one of my friends had quite a big garden, so we used to set up a gazebo in that. We used to drag our people, like our friends off the street and make them pay 10p to come see us. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, that, I mean, that was kind of short-lived. I think we all fell out due, due to sort of creative, you know, disagreements or something, you know. <laughs> no, um, and that, that was, yeah, that was probably my first memory of, of of singing but I always remember you know the sort of singing in the back of my mum's car whenever we were going anywhere and you know just takes you away yeah. to another place yeah you know, I can relate to the creativeness a bit I mean I mean I, I, I struggle to probably express myself um, just normally in terms of like talking and things and I find it a lot easier to write stuff down so I like, I like write poetry and things yeah. like that um, and I find that Again, I was a little bit of a, a release as well. I mean, I've, I've said openly on this that the whole point of the podcast is not only to sort of speak to people and find out how they cope with things, but it's, it's definitely um, sort of a, a sort of a coping mechanism for me as well. Really, um, it's like a little form of therapy, I guess. Absolutely. Um, and um, yeah. I guess how, how is that? How you use sort of music or um, sort of writing things? Is that how you tend to express yourself? Is that just a way that you're sort of, I guess, helping your own mental health? I suppose. Yeah, I think um, I think especially you know like a lot of people, my childhood was a, a bit challenging at times, and I think a lot of my um, songs are about things that happened when I was younger or relationships or uh, and that sort of stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's definitely putting pen to paper is just a way of getting it out of your system. I'm for one, I don't like writing on notes on your phone. Um, I, you know, there's sort of research around the sort of therapeutic aspect of actually putting your pen to paper and getting it out there and 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 also it helps you remember things better I mean people like I work with my colleagues take the mickey out of me because I've still got an old school diary I don't like using google um, calendar and stuff like that but then 
you know, it helps me remember what I'm supposed to be doing. And then my colleagues will be like, oh, we're doing that today. I'm like, yeah, I remember because I wrote it in my diary. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, diaries, diaries are old school. Note making, that's mine. I like, no, list making. That's mine. That's it. But I'm quite, I'm quite embarrassing with it because I write like the tiniest things down just so I can tick them. So if I just, yeah, if I just got to do a certain of, thing. Um, yeah, you feel, you feel great when you've, you've ticked that off, definitely. Like, mm. yeah, getting somewhere. And Jade's, Jade's got something that she does. So she's like a, mm. It's like a backwards list, basically. So she'll, at the end of the day, she'll write down all the stuff she has done and then tick it off. And I thought that was quite clever. That was quite a good... Uh, yeah, to be fair, I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Got a feeling. Sort of feeling. Yeah, I mean, in, staying, on, staying on your musical side then. So... Um, is this something you want been looking to pursue sort of as a, a sort of full-time thing or is it always something you just you just like doing it's like a hobby or is it a mixture of both no it's more like a hobby for me and it's more like a release for me definitely you know I've got stuff on um, the usual platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and all that kind of thing um, I think predominantly just as a way to to get it out there and if you know anything happens with it great but you know I'm in a fortunate position where I've got a good career myself through youth work and the, the stuff we do at Aspiring Arts and, and that's always been you know in my heart working with young people and and I'll always do that but the music it's a bit separate I mean it does come together like I have performed at our young people's live shows as well so it does have that crossover and obviously I've supported young people to to write their own songs and um you know, try and help them with their musical career if that's where, where they want to take it. But for me personally, no, it is more like a, a personal, like, hobby and, yeah, just yeah, a way to sure. express myself, really, yeah. I mean, you've, you've mentioned it um, earlier, sort of, I guess, helping the, the young people with sort of the, the mental side of things, sort of, really. Um, what, what, what about yourself? Is there anything that you do? You mentioned you sort of had a traumatic sort of upbringing. Is there anything you do day to day? to sort of help, yeah. help, help you sort of own mental health. I mean, I'll give you an example. For example, um, like affirmations, that's one that some people use where they repeat positive statements to each other and things like that, like visualisations. Is, is there anything you do day-to-day that sort of helps you? No, like my, my main thing is um, exercise, really. I've always loved walking, and especially when I lived in the Lake District and I used to go walking weekly in the mountains and stuff. But obviously, Warwickshire is a bit more flat, but no, I... I'm, I love walking. I go to the gym and that kind of thing. And I also try to watch what um, I'm eating as well and 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 just try and cook from scratch as much as possible. And, and, and yeah, just... And I think surrounding yourself with good people and people that are positive in your life and, you know, mm. don't bring you down and all that sort of stuff, really. Okay. So would you say... Um, so I, only reason I ask, I, I sort of feel I'm always interested in it. Basically... People, everybody has been through sort of difficult times and absolutely that, yeah. but do they deal with them if you know what I mean I know you know I personally been through one recently I, and I would say I haven't fully dealt with it yet um and that, I, I think that's a bit silly of me really and it's something I'm like say trying to do through this and through other things until I can uh, sort of get a bit more confident I suppose I mean did you deal with them circumstances back then or is it something that you sort of put at the back back burner for now and quite happy about where it is no I think um I think when when stuff happens when you're younger and in childhood you you don't sort of necessarily have the tools or you're not shown the ways like positive ways to deal with stuff and Mm. 
and for me I wasn't shown that like you know what good friendships or relationships were and that kind of thing and and for me you know we, we sort of moved from Scunthorpe to the lakes and then you know I didn't know anyone there to make new friends and then after two years moved to Birmingham went to uni there I was there for well about four and a half years in the end then went back to the lakes and I think for me personally it wasn't until my late 20s early 30s where I mean I'm not ashamed of it probably did have you know what call a breakdown but it kind of you, you know it's your body you know I think I was just kept going and going and going and you know focusing on a career and all that sort of stuff which a lot of people are guilty of and then you get to a point where I, I you know ended up getting ill I was getting like like call it fibromyalgia pains and that sort of stuff and then it was just my body saying that you, you know you've got to deal with this you need to you know realize you know you can't keep going and going and going and trying to sort of especially as a youth worker trying to help other people with their lives and but like you know we're all guilty of it but you've got to you know um, work on your own as well so yeah I think a lot of us are guilty in that that you know yeah uh, yeah absolutely and I think that's why I'm myself personally just trying to sort of force myself because I don't want to I guess do that let it let it drag on no to a certain extent it's like I say you never you never forget do you but you sort of you learn how to deal with yeah. things you know better and more healthy mentally and physically yeah yeah and that's why I'm so interested in asking other people because like I say it's not just me obviously everyone goes through stuff and it's and that's life isn't it and no. you know you can't take it away from someone when when someone's gone through a, a challenging situation. It has happened, but it is it's how you deal with it. Yeah. So you obviously eventually turned it into a positive, didn't you? Because you could have easily gone the other way. You could have yeah you know, hate hated the world for what happened to you. Yeah. And then you obviously turned it into a positive, and now you've got a sort of a we use the word again positive, but you're making a positive impact on all the young people you work with. Can yeah. You, like can you remember the so, yeah. Can you remember the time that was there like a, a click, a switch where you thought, right now I'm going to use it this way. I mean, or was it when you sort of getting the, getting them um, sort of ill from it, and you went, "No, right, I'm changing it now." Is, can you remember any trigger, or was it, was there a trigger? Was it anything? I just remember getting really ill in my early thirties, and I lost a lot of weight, and it was just stress, really. Mm. And um, I think, yeah, there was probably a turning point, but I think for me, one of the turning points was setting up aspiring arts, and because it was such important work, and then perhaps maybe you're working for organizations or managers or whatever who didn't really get the work you were doing which was another stressful thing and you know when we set up aspiring arts it was just like right okay we're going to do this and it's you know it's it was more on our terms you know not working like ridiculous hours every week burning yourself out and just doing you know whatever you can and, and what what you're able to do really and just remembering that the the purpose the reason why you, you know, you set, you know, um, an organisation like that up, you know, why, you know, you're helping young people and, um, and we've been going like over five years now, so we're doing all right. But in terms of work-wise, I'm, you know, we, we obviously worked really hard for a few years and we still work hard, but we've had, mm. we can relax a little bit now, you know, we're not working like six days a week or mm. something, you know, we, we can manage our own lifestyles a little bit. Would, would you bit say, would well. you say you're passionate about the, the job that you're doing, the work that yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something that fascinates me, and I actually did a, an episode on it a couple of weeks ago, because I would I would say I don't. I don't fully know what I'm passionate about, so I'm really jealous of the fact that you do, because right. I, I believe that if sort of you kind of know what you're passionate about, then a lot of things kind of fall into place then. 
that obviously you've got a direction and it was direction in life more like a purpose yeah um, I mean I suppose you never really had a chance to look back on it but is that is that something you think about I mean that you, I think you... definitely I mean I just think you know obviously certain sectors in society always get bad press and young people are one of them and I think nearly, probably nearly every young person that I've ever worked with, and it must be thousands, they've all been amazing. They've all, you know, got something. And, and you know, um, just it's not something that I've ever got bored of or, or you know, seen just how amazing young people are, actually. And when they're given the, the skills and the tools and, you know, someone that believes in them to do something positive, whatever it might be, whatever they're interested in, and to see them grow through whatever circumstances they've been in it's you know it is an amazing feeling to to know that and I always have in the back of my head that I wouldn't want any young person to be in a situation that I was in when I was younger because it was tough you know and I you know Mm. this thing where I I wish I had maybe someone like me to talk Mm. to or whatever it was back in the day so I think that keeps you going yeah well what you've done there obviously again you've done the same thing you did previously you've turned a a big negative into a positive haven't you and used it as motivation which is I think so yeah great no it is and I'm always fascinated as well how people sort of um as well as sort of following the fashion just navigating life so like for example do you set your own sort of have you set personal goals for sort of um, aspire arts or is it really just I just want to see what happens and are you sort of relaxed about it or do you sort of set yourself targets in life and work and, you know, and music and, and all aspects of your life? I don't know, not so much now. Um, I did probably a few years ago. I think the thing with Aspiring Arts now is, is trying to keep it going. We are predominantly public um, funded and, you know, that is a struggle within itself and I think, well, you know, it was pretty fluid, really, to be honest. We didn't, you know, we know what we wanted to do, but we didn't know what to do in a way. We were like, mm. um, okay, let's set up a company. And, and then, okay, oh, we need to do this and we need to do that. And um, we knew, you know, it was youth work led that we wanted to do. We knew, you know, arts was a, a massive field that was missing, you know, in terms of getting young people involved in, in those sort of projects. And it kind of um, just went from there really but but to be honest before that I've been running music projects in the area for a good few years so we kind of knew it was something that was needed and uh, and that's where we started off really was doing music projects and we haven't stopped doing them because they're just such a, an amazing way of engaging young people and, and getting them to express themselves and, and get involved in so many different experiences from going to see live concerts and mm. um and meeting inspirational like other artists and, and things and yeah there's loads of different elements to yeah. it really and... I mean in terms of the rest of your life then I mean it's sort of um like for example if this didn't go the way you planned sort of do, is that something you allow yourself to think of so for example like financially if all of a sudden the funding stopped is there a backup plan or is it literally I'm no, not really. comfortable sort of where, where we're at and just, there's what? no backup plan. I mean, we, the thing is we're constantly fighting to to keep our work mm. going and it, it's just the way it is we're kind of used to it and we're like right okay let's you know there's um, an opportunity here let's go for it if it's needed it's all about you know what's needed locally there's no point we don't duplicate stuff if someone else is doing something then we don't do it there's no point but as I said you know we're quite a niche in, in the area where we are we get asked to do work for other organisations as well because no one else is doing it and because 
there's no youth services such in our area um, at the moment. We're kind of like the only youth organisation around locally. Um, and obviously, you know, youth work goes up and down. It's always been in waves for, you know, decades, to be honest. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, Touchwood, it's always going to be a service that's always going to be needed. Um, I mean, during this situation at the minute, the, I think the government has classed us as a, a vital, essential service, which mm. is nice, even though they don't fund it, really. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, as a not-for-profit organisation, you, you, you know, you, you might have a project funded for a, a few months, uh, a year or a couple of years. So you just constantly keep going. It's like being self-employed and, you know, you just have to try and get the next working and, and that's it. That's the way it is. Fair enough. So uh, there's like a little, I, like trying, I haven't decided exactly what it's going to be yet, but basically I've, I've been trialing like different little segments for the podcast about like quick fire and either or and sort of like weird questions. About. I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> um, I think I've got this image in my head where there's going to be a little jingle and then it's going to be time for something. But Yeah, uh, I'm actually rubbish at this sort of stuff. So. Yeah, so you're going to be rubbish at this one. So I'm going to give you an either or round. So it's pretty straightforward. Um, I'll say two things. You've got a... Uh, so I'll say the first one, I guess. So, for example, I'd say tea or coffee, and then you'd obviously decide which one you want really quickly, preferably the quicker the better. So, okay. you good? Yeah. Right, shower or bath? Shower. Dog or cat? Cat. Call or text? Text. Pizza Hut or Domino's? Neither. Boom. Uh, smart <laughs> or casual? Casual. Petrol or, or electric? Electric. Facebook or Twitter? <laughs> Facebook. Brains or beauty? Brains. <laughs> yes, Christian. Uh, <laughs> night, in, night in or night out? Well, in at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Medium rare or well done? Medium rare. Boris or Jeremy? Mm, Jeremy. Uh, yes, Jezza. Uh, pizza Hut or Domino's? You said that one, neither. Uh, edit that, edit that, cut that out. Uh, sex or chocolate? <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Right, we'll leave it at that one <laughs> then. Uh, and this is where I imagine where the jingle would like sort of come in and, <laughs> and jingle out onto the next bit. We'll, we'll see what happens anyway. So I'm moving on to the next one then. So, so um, have you got any particular hobbies that you do regular aside from obviously what you've mentioned, or is that just kind of I guess uh, uh, you in a nutshell? No, the only stuff is song songwriting, walking, going to the gym. Not necessarily a hobby and necessity, really. But um... <laughs> would you say that cooking? I like cooking. Oh yeah, what's your favourite dish? Mm, it's got to be Sunday dinner. Right. How do you make the roasties? That's a big one. I par boil them oh. and then put them in a colander, shake, shake, shake till they're fluffy. Put salt on them and then. Put me in vegetable oil, hot vegetable oil. Though. Uh vegetable oil is one that gets them a little bit crispier. That's supposed to be the yeah. magic trick. Yeah, yeah. Top draw. Big fan of the roasties. And what we've got down here. So, um, I guess what I always like to finish with. Um, I mentioned this before. Is sort of um, what your happiest memory is. Really, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, obviously, I put you on the spot, but any particular happy memory that you can think of right now, and then maybe explain why that particular one uh, made you feel the way it made you feel. I think actually just 
hanging out with my grandma when I was younger. I mean, she died when I was 19, but I was really close to her. And I remember going home from uni because we moved up to Lake District after a while. And I used to just go hang out with my grandma rather than going out with my mates. Then I just loved being with her. She was a bit weird and <laughs> fun and quirky. And I just loved being with her. So I think... Cool. Tell me about what What did she used to do when you used to go around there? Because most old people, like, for example, I know mine, uh, had the classic thing where they used to stand at the stand at the door and you'd get in your car and you'd drive off and they'd still be waving, like waving you off, which was always <laughs> really cute and really nice, I guess. Did she have any sort of uh, them sort of little habits or anything that you remember? It's just a bit mental, really. I remember, I think she taught us how to play, um, she, to gamble, really. I remember we used to play cards and playing for pennies. And she, yeah, she taught us how to gamble, but um, she was a bit, just a bit nuts. Like even in her late seventies or something, she used to, you know, have one of those granny shopping carts that you drag, and she used to just run off with it and just, just do random stuff. She just a bit, she was just funny. She was just a very nice, lovely, kind, fun person to be around. Actually, oh, that's that's spot on. I mean that. If you can surround yourself with people like that, then you're not doing, you're not going to be far off you in life, I suppose. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Where can uh, people find you if uh, they want to listen to your music, or whatever? I'll like, get to know more about you, sort of the work that you do. Okay, so um, our youth organisation is called Aspire in Arts. That is all on um, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a website, aspireinarts.org. And in terms of my own music, Kirsty Lowry. That's K-I-R-S-D-Y-L-O-W-R-I-E. That's on Apple Music, Spotify, got stuff on YouTube. So if you want to check out my original stuff, that's cool. Cool, spot on, yeah. Absolutely, Go, give it a listen. I'm often blaring out in my car, so that's what you'll hear. Oh, uh, so you're the, the one that plays it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet taste of victory, big fan, big fan. Thanks. Okay, well, again, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast, and I'll, I'll speak to you soon. All right, cheers. See you later. Bye-bye.